Hey everybody, this is Pastor Cor Chavis. Thank you so much for checking us out today at Truth Chapel's podcast. If this word has blessed your spirit or encouraged you, take a moment and leave us a quick review. Also, check us out at truth-chapel.com or any of our social media outlets, Twitter, Facebook, or Instagram. God bless, and I pray you enjoy. I want to um, just begin tonight by turning your attention to the first book of Corinthians, chapter 11. First Corinthians, chapter 11 is where I will begin. And I will begin in verse 23, 1 Corinthians 11 and 23. 1 Corinthians eleven twenty-three. 23, when you have it, just say, I have it. Amen. If you don't have it, we have it for you on the screen. That's what the word of the Lord says. This is Paul speaking about the Lord's Supper. He says, for I have received of the Lord that which also I delivered unto you. That the Lord Jesus, the same night in which he was betrayed, took bread. And when he had given thanks, he broke it and said, take, eat. This is my body, which is broken for you. This do in remembrance of me. After the same manner also he took the cup when he had supped, saying, This cup is the New Testament in my blood. This do ye as oft as ye drink it in remembrance of me. Verse 26, pay attention closely. For as often as ye eat this bread and drink this cup, you show the Lord's death till he come. Wherefore, whosoever shall eat this bread and drink this cup of the Lord unworthily shall be guilty of the body and the blood of the Lord. But let a man examine himself, and so let him eat of that bread and drink of that cup. For he that eateth and drinketh unworthily eateth and drinketh damnation to himself, not discerning the Lord's body. For this cause, many are weak and sickly among you, and many sleep. For if we would judge ourselves, we should not be judged. But when we are judged, we are chastened of the Lord, that we should not be condemned with the world. Wherefore, my brethren, when you come together to eat, tarry one for another. I will end there. I want to talk to you tonight, and I'm just going to just flow with me here for a little while. Because I want to bring to you uh, something I've never done here at Truth Chapel before. uh, But I want to bring to you the four steps of communion. The four steps of communion. We see the first step in communion in verse 23. He said, for I have received of the Lord that which also I delivered unto you, that the Lord Jesus the same night which he was betrayed took bread. When he break it, he gave thanks. He break it. And he said, take, eat. This is my body, which is broken for you. This do remembrance of me. After the same manner also, he took the cup when he had supped, saying, this cup is the New Testament in my blood. This do ye as oft as ye drink it in remembrance of me. Verse 26, here it is. 
For as oft as ye eat this bread and drink this cup, ye do show the Lord's death. Somebody say the Lord's death. When we do this, when we take this moment, we are remembering the Lord's death and we are looking back. The first step to communion is looking back to that cross. We cannot take communion without looking back to the cross, looking back to the moment where Christ died for us. The first step in communion is always looking back, looking back to that old rugged tree where he breathed his last breath, where he said it is finished, where not only just that cross, but what he endured in his death. When we do this, we remember his death. We look back to that place where they stripped him of his humanity, where they accused him wrongly, where they beat him and bludgeoned him, where they pierced his side with a spear, where they pushed down a crown of thorns on his head. We cannot do this tonight without looking back to the bloody cross. We cannot do this tonight without looking back to the place where that blood was shed. We cannot do this tonight. The first step is that we remember his death. We remember how they beat him. We remember how they punished him for your sins, how they punished him for my sins, how they punished him for wrongs he never did. Uh, He was guiltless. He was blameless. He was perfect in all of his ways. Yet they accused him and they condemned him for our sakes. We have to look back. We cannot take this without remembering the cross. Would you just for a moment, just indulge the pastor for a few moments here. And would you close your eyes and would you just think of that heel? Would you think of those three crosses upon that heel? Would you think of the blood that was shed? Would you look back to that place where your sins were washed away? Where the lamb that was slain from the foundations of the earth laid his life down on the line for you and for me. We cannot take this tonight without looking back. Would you for just a moment look back to the cross? On a hill far away Stands an old rugged cross, the emblem of suffering and shame. How I love that old cross where my dearest and best for a world. Of lost sinners was slain. Ooh, hallelujah. And I'll cherish the old rugged cross where my trophies at last I. Yes, I'll cling 
show the Lord's death till he come. Somebody say looking forward because it did not end at the cross. It began at the cross. The last breath that he breathed, Lord, forgive them for they know not what they do. Three days later, air entered back into his lungs. The stone was rolled away. And he told him, he said, Terry, till I come. They said, oh, Lord, we can't wait for you to come back. He said, no, 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 not like you think. He said, one of these, those, one of these old days, I'm going to part that eastern sky, and I'm going to call my family home, and there'll be no more crying, and there'll be no more weeping, and there'll be no more sorrow, and there'll be no more days and no more nights, but we shall all see him in his glory. The Bible said we will see him face to face. There'll be a moment of silence. The Bible says for 30 minutes, for 30 minutes, there'll be silence. And after that, there will be praise continually for millenniums and millenniums and millenniums and millenniums to begin. Hey, that city where there is no light bulb to screw in, but it's a city where the lamb is the light. Yeah, 1,200 miles high, 1,200 miles wide. 12 gates. Each gate is a singular pearl. 12 foundations and each foundation is the name of an apostle. The streets are made with gold. The walls are made with jasper. Look at your name and say, he's coming back. He's coming back. He's coming back. He's coming back. We can't do this tonight without looking back to the cross and looking forward and knowing one of these old days is going to be worth it all. One of these old days is going to be worth it all. This world is not my home. I'm just passing through. My treasures have laid up. We show his death until he comes. We show his death until he comes. We show his death until he comes. We got to look back. But we got to look forward. (laughs) Oh, I want to see him. Oh, look upon his face. I'll be there to sing forever. Oh, his saving grace. My kids all 
He's coming. He's coming. Maranatha. Maranatha, he's coming. I can feel him. He's on his way. I can feel the brush of angels' wings. He's on his way. He's about to put that trumpet to his lips. He said, you show his death until it comes. He said, wherefore, whosoever shall eat this bread, 27, and drink this cup of the Lord unworthily, shall be guilty of the body and the blood of the Lord. But let a man examine himself. So let him eat of that bread and drink of that cup. Let him examine himself. Eat of that bread and drink of that cup, for he that eateth and drinketh unworthily eateth and drinketh damnation to himself, not discerning the Lord. The third step of communion is looking inward. We look back to that old rugged cross. We look forward to that unbelievable city. And we look inward. Let a man examine himself. Let a man examine himself. I don't know what 2019 brought into your world, but I would not take one more step into 2020 without examining yourself. Don't examine your neighbor, you can't. Don't examine me, you can't. All you can examine is yourself. The third step of communion is looking inward. Looking at me. God, what is in me that is not like you? God, what is in my life that I need to get rid of in 2020? 
Now, what activities am I involved in that I need to stop being involved in in 2020? God, what places have I been going that I need to stop going in 2020? Part of this communion tonight is looking inward, the inward man. To see the only place that you can see the heart. I can't see it. Your neighbor can't see it. Your wife can't see it. Your husband can't see it. Your children can't see it. Your mother can't see it. Your father can't see it. The pastor can't see it. Only you and God knows what's going on in the inward parts of the man. Tonight we have to examine this man. And tonight if you're not willing to do that, if you're not willing to examine if you're not willing to say, Lord, I, I've looked inside myself and I, I see the things that I know that's wrong inside of me and I'm, I'm willing to change and I'm willing to do better and I'm willing to make commitment and covenant tonight, the Lord, I'm going to do my dead level best to be the, a better man, a better woman in 2020. If you're, not, if you're not willing tonight to look inward, then you cannot take of this Lord's Supper. If you do, if you do it, unwillingly and knowingly walking back into known sin. And the Bible says you eat and drink damnation to yourself. I didn't say that. This is not the kind of church where we do communion all the time. It's too important for that. This is not the kind of church where we do communion at a 10-minute moment. It's too important for that. It's not a kind of church where we just do communion on, the, on the, just a regular basis and it's just so-so and we can do it or not do it. But when we do communion here, we take time and we search ourselves because of that scripture right there. If we don't do it properly and we do it with intention to continue to live in sin, then we take it unworthily and we eat and drink damnation to ourselves. So let a man examine himself. Let a man look inside. Let a man take that magnifying glass he's so used to putting on other people, turning it on himself, saying, Lord, what's in me that needs to be fixed? <laughs> let a man look inside his own life, his own heart, and say, God, change me. I want to be new. And I don't want to walk the same walk I've been walking. I don't want to talk the same talk I've been talking. I wonder if all over this room right now you would just bow your head. And you would just begin to pray in this moment and say, God, help me. Search me. Search me. God, I want to examine myself. I know what I'm doing wrong. I know the things that I need to change. I'm, this ain't about my neighbor. This ain't about, this ain't about the cross. This ain't about the new Jerusalem. But this is about me. In this moment, I'm examining me now. God, I need to be examined.
Hallelujah. Oh, Lord, make me over. Lord, me. Somebody really needs to say it tonight. You really need to examine yourself, Lord. going on in your heart. Only you know what's going on in your heart. Come on, tell him. Search my soul that I might be made whole. Wash me, Lord. We're going to take a little time right here tonight. If it's all right. Wash me, Lord. Only you can. Wash me, Lord. Wash me, Lord. my soul that I might be made whole oh, wash me Lord would you wash me Lord only you can wash me The fourth and final step of communion. He says in verse 30, for this cause, many are weak and sickly among you and many sleep. For if we would judge ourselves, we should not be judged. But when we are judged, we are chastened of the Lord that we should not be condemned of the world. Here it goes. Wherefore, my brethren, when you come together to eat, tarry one for another. There are many that are weak and many that are sick in the body. Because we discern not the body of the Lord. The final step of communion is looking around. We've looked back to the cross. We've looked forward to that great getting up morning. We have looked inward at the man. And this is how... The writer of Corinthians, Paul, says we should end communion. Is tarrying for one another, looking around. 
taking care of one another, praying for one another, loving one another. That when we look, we look around. Let brotherly love continue. That this is not just about the cross and it's not just about heaven and it's not just about me. It's about my neighbor. The whole of the commandments are tied up in these two. Love God and love your neighbor. Sometimes we get so caught up looking everywhere else we forget to look around. The brothers and sisters in the body. I'm so thankful tonight for the body. I'm so thankful tonight for the church. The church has been a blessing to me. The church has been a blessing to my family. The church has kept me. The church has held me up. The church, I'm so thankful for the church. When I look around, I see people that have blessed me and my family, blessed my home, helped me, helped my children. When I look around, I'm thankful for the family that sits in this room. We don't get to choose our biological family. Some of us have been dealt a rough hand and some of us have been dealt a great hand with our biological family. But we don't get to choose that, but we get to choose this family. And I choose you. And when I look around, I love you. And we might not always see eye to eye, but that's fine. We don't have to. When I look around, I care for you. I'm thankful for you. I'm grateful for you. I love these people. I'm thankful for the body of Christ that not only will do physical things for each other and, and be there in reality, but also will, that will pray, that will bind together in the spiritual realm and call out a name, speak a word over a family member, bind together in prayer for one another. The body heals the body. I said the body heals the body. The body keeps the body. The body holds the body up. And a part of communion is looking around. It's not just about me, it's about you too. Two are better than one. Because if one falls, he will have a brother there to pick him up. But woe to him that walketh alone. For if he falls, who? Is going to pick him up. One could put a thousand to flight, but two could put ten thousand to flight. Where two or three are gathered together in his name, he said, I'll be there in the midst of them. Hallelujah. Can I keep going? It wasn't just Paul in that room by himself singing praises, but it was Paul and Silas. And if you were here a few weeks ago, you heard a message that a young man preached called, they should have separated us because they, they should have kept us apart. But when they put us together, God does something when we're together. There's power in unity. We got to look around. We got to look around. Hey, this church is only great because the people in the pews are great. You make it great. The walls don't make it great. The preaching don't make it great. The music don't make it great. You make it great. Looking around. We got to look back to the cross. We got to look forward to that great getting up morning. We got to look inward at who we are. And then we got to look around. We got to tarry for one another. 
tarry, wait on one another. We gotta, we gotta anticipate one another's needs. Just like the body will bump a toe in the middle of the night and the whole body. Paul said, doesn't nature teach us? That when one of us are hurting, we're all hurting. When one of us are losing, we're all losing. Sister Bonnie Berry tonight is in the hospital with her mother. Went and prayed with her last night, 93. Probably not going to live much longer. So sweet. Praying with her family. Saying, I'm ready to go, but I, I hate to leave. Sister Tia Ford lost her father yesterday to cancer. Sister Tia who sits right here. Yesterday her father passed away with cancer. Brother Briscoe was in much need of prayer. He needs a miracle in his body. Sister Marcella had major back surgery, emergency back surgery this week. Yesterday, matter of fact. Me and Amanda were there to see her when she got out of recovery, but we couldn't even see her. She was in too much pain. We told her we'd come back later. There's a lot going on. Sister Lenise Moore's uncle is in Northside Hospital at the point of death had several major strokes and seizures. They don't expect him to make it much longer. You see, body. Body. I could probably could just go on and on about problems that are going on, people that are sick, needs that are happening all, all around us all the time. It's, it's just the body. And that's why God put us together to hold one another up, pray for one another, speak each other's names. Sister Melissa Snyder's very sick tonight, pneumonia. Had to go to the hospital today. She's in need of, she's in need of prayer. Gotta look around. And so tonight, I pray this word was an encouragement to you today. Thank you again for tuning in to Truth Chapel's podcast. If you have not yet, please take a moment and leave us a quick review. God bless and have a great rest of your day.